Welcome to Author Express, where you get to discover the voice behind the pages of your favorite book. I'm your host, Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm so glad you chose to be here with us. I'm looking forward to the author we have to chat with us today. Melissa Gowdy Baldwin's debut dystopian novel, The Marriage Wars, book one, has been called a must-read because it covers so many hard social topics that need to be talked about. Early reviewers are saying they're obsessed, can't put it down, and I cannot wait for the book to release so everyone can read it and we can all discuss how much we love Jude. Melissa's educational background in American studies helped create a modern-day critique about gender roles, marriage expectations, race, social class, and power within governments. And although the book is considered dystopian, there may be a new genre emerging, dystopian romance, because of the amount of spicy romance scenes found in this book. The Marriage Wars Book One calls the reader to consider the everyday systems we participate in and reflect on how our choices impact ourselves and others. This is so exciting. I can't wait to learn more about this. Melissa, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me here. And just you reading that, it just makes me all excited. And it's it's very exciting. So thank you. Yes. The fun part is we're having this interview before the book comes out. So she gets to have this like anticipatory excitement. And y'all are getting to hear it after the book's out. So you can immediately get a copy. So it's like the best (laughs) of both worlds. We have the pre-excitement from the author. And then you guys getting immediate reward of being able to just grab the book as soon as you hear this interview. Yes. I mean, that's the best, right? Yes. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. So we're going to start with you just telling us something interesting or the most interesting thing about where you are from. So I'm kind of from all over the place, but my foundational years were actually spent up in the foothills in California Mm. on property. And so there's pieces of that in the book, too. Yeah, so I'm from there. And then I went to UC Davis and then lived in New Mexico for my graduate work and then came back to California. And now I'm just a NorCal girl. Oh, nice. That's kind of fun. So I like that it's all over. We have a lot of that. We intentionally leave it really open as where you are from. So people can talk about where they're now or where they grew up or whatever they want to talk about. And a lot of authors we're discovering are from a lot of places they feel like. Yeah, I think that's kind of what helps the writing process too, because you can draw from so many locations and settings and then kind of morph them. So I love it. I appreciate my moving around existence as I was coming of age. (laughs) Yes, the imagination has lots of fertile ground that way. I think it adds to, to the author mindset to some extent. So I'm catching you after your workday as a teacher. Can you tell us more about how you balance your roles as a teacher, as a mother, and as an author? Like, how do you manage to balance all of that? Yeah, it's a pretty crazy life. I like to stay busy. So I think that's kind of something that helps. I'm not mm-hmm. a sit on the couch. I mean, I am when I like am sick or something like that. I teach during the day, Monday through Friday. I teach English and gender studies. And then... At night, I come home and I'm a mom half time. Um, So I have my kids 50% of the time. So that, you know, I focus on them. And then when it's time for them to go to bed, I write until about nine or 10 o'clock at night. Or I write on the weekends. And then the time I don't have my kids, I'm writing whenever I want. I can go to the cafe. (laughs) I can go to a new restaurant. And I just bring my computer and I put my headphones in and whatever playlist I'm listening to. And I draw from like the crowd. So there's all these like new characters that kind of enter my world when I'm out. Ooh, I try to write as much as I can. And then also trying to like make a living (laughs) and being a mom. Yes, balance it all, work it all in. Yeah. So with that, with your writing, did you first come up with this book because of 
the idea for it because of the work you do around gender studies and teaching? Do you feel like it's like ideas that come from what you've learned in, in life with your studies or where did you first get that idea? Yeah. So this, so I started this book in 2012 where I was kind mm -hmm. of having this crisis in kind of like a crisis in a sense, like a, what am I doing with my life? I had just, I, my, I had a, a son. This was right before I got pregnant with my second son. And I was trying to figure out what is this world that I'm trying to live in? And then at the same time, there was a lot of conversations about e equal marriage. And I just kept thinking in my background, my master's degree, I focused on marriage and citizenship and this idea that we have to always have somebody in society who doesn't belong in order for us to know what it means to belong. And so mm. this book really kind of came out of the conversations about, well, why is marriage valued so much? Why do we exclude people from it? Why do we include? Why is it like the pinnacle of making it in society? being chosen. And then I kind of just morphed it and adding in a few things here and then knowing that it probably needed to be a dystopian world because then it kind of distances us from the reality of maybe what it's going to end up being. Mm -hmm. It kind of came from there. And then it, I took a break until the pandemic and picked it back up during the pandemic because I needed to keep my brain busy while I was also teaching remotely and all of us navigating the pandemic in our own special ways. So I wrote and then finished it just last year in May of 2022. So 10 years That's later, exciting. I finished it. Yeah. So you finished yeah. it 10 years later and then a year after you finished it, it's coming out. It's so yeah. exciting. Yes. It is so exciting. It's like surreal. It's totally surreal. Oh, that's so wonderful. And so with your journey, do you think if you would have finished it five or 10 years earlier, if you magically had a sabbatical and got to write it all at once, that if life had opened that up, do you think it would have been a lot different if you'd finished it sooner? I think so. And it's so funny about when I think about that, because it's the timing of our life, right? Mm -hmm. Just in this last year, I've really figured out that there's such a timing to when things happen in our life. And I don't think that Olivia, the main character, would have been who she is had this not happened almost 10 years later. Because just because of my growth, the growth in my personal relationships, me as a mother, me as a career, like I built my career, my teaching career up and just really feeling the pressures of what it's like to be a woman in 2022 or 2021 or whatever. I don't think that had it come out earlier, it would have been as rich as it is now. Yes, that's incredible. And who do you think are the readers that's going to connect with the most? Like, what people do you think are going to be like, this is a book that they need to read and need to feel? I think it's anybody who has either felt like they didn't have a choice and felt pressured into a certain situation or system or having to follow a particular path because that's what we're supposed to do. You know, it's also going to be for people who want to feel seen or heard. Right away, it's probably going to be women my age, 30s, 40s. Mm -hmm who either have been married a long time or chose not to get married or chose to leave their partner to live their own life. And then probably somebody who's wanting to feel validated for the choices that they're making. And maybe even somebody who's trying to like figure out the choice of like, should I get out or should I not get out? I think that's probably the target market or the audience here. Mm, very cool. So people making decisions and figuring out yeah. and finding their way. That's very cool. And people who just want to read dystopian spice too. I mean, <laughs> there's that piece. <laughs> there is that piece. There is that piece. Dystopian spice most definitely. Yeah. So what is one of your favorite trips or adventures you've ever taken? Oh my gosh. I love traveling. If I could travel 
all the time. I totally would. But about six or seven years ago, my husband at the time, we took a trip to Belfast and it was magical. We went to a bunch of distilleries and we drove around the countryside. We were driving a stick shift on the opposite side of the road. And then the stick shifts, you know, everything's all like reversed. (laughs) We got stuck in this one road at one point where this guy was yelling at us because we were on his property. And it was an amazing, amazing adventure just being in a different country with a different kind of car and, you know, just having really cool experiences and being open to that. So I want to go back to Belfast. I want to take my children to Belfast. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yes. Are you working on writing anything else right now? I have two books I'm working on right now. I'm working on the second book of the trilogy. Uh, it's Marriage Wars book two, but it has a different name. And then I'm working on a rom-com right now to kind of lighten up my writing process because the dystopian can be really dark and sad sometimes. So I'm working on a rom-com about a woman who is a writer and she uses a dating app for her research. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of fun. I like it. It's funny. You mentioned about how you listen to music while you write and you're out in public. And you've also mentioned you have playlists for your characters and scenes. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. So one of the ways that I create the mood of certain scenes is through music because the music helps channel my creativity into really feeling deeply whatever's happening in the scene. So I'll have one playlist where one song will be on repeat. There's actually a violent scene in the book. And a song came on and I was like, oh my gosh, that is the, the song for the scene. And so while I was writing the scene for an hour, I listened to this one song on repeat over and over again to really get out that feeling. Because, uh, you know, music and writing and all, it's so emotional and mm-hmm. books are emotion and we need to be able to capture that in a really particular way. So each character has their own playlist. It's in the back of the book. And then it's also on Spotify on my website. And they're smaller lists because... I had to, the publisher, I had to make the list a little smaller. <laughs> on, like in real life and on the playlist, the playlists are actually much, much longer. Oh, so go to Spotify to find that out. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, what is yeah. the best place to find you and to find all of this? So the best place would be my website, which is www.melissagowdybaldwin.com. So that's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-G-O-W-D-Y-B-A-L-D. W-I-N.com. It's a, not, it's a long name. Sorry. <laughs> yes, no worries. It's in the show notes. People can click on it, but I love people to hear it. So I'm glad you spelled it out because it's nice to be able to have that association with that well. That's perfect. And so then tell us what book or story inspires you the most. Yeah, this one, it's so hard because I feel like I have to commit to something. And it's like, there's so many <laughs> wonderful pieces of literature out there, especially that I read within the last year. But I think like stories that highlight the complexities of women And Mm -hmm. they don't put us into these like binary categories. It's we're gray and morally gray and not morally gray. And so I love Carly Fortune's books. I love Emily Henry's books, the romantic comedies. Glennon Doyle's Mm -hmm. Untamed really resonated with me last year. Margaret Atwood, Bryn Greenwood's books, any books that have a character who is trying to either overcome something or figure out who they are in not a very linear way. Those are the ones that just capture my heart. And I'm like, I give a copy to everybody. I'm like, you need this book. You need this book. Read this book. Or I have <laughs> it in my class library at school for my teenagers. Uh-huh. Yes. Now I thought of Margaret Atwood when you were talking about your dystopian book. I kind of what it was examining. It made me think of her series. Yeah. 
and looking at that, but she doesn't have the spice in the same way. So I'm nope. excited to see how you incorporate that. So everyone who gets to check out your book. And, and so it's Marriage Wars book one. Yeah, The one that's coming out. So it's out. So you guys can check that out. It's in the show notes. There's a link for that. So you guys can all get a hold of that. Thank you so much for coming and sharing with us about it and telling us a little bit about you. It's been wonderful to get to know you a little bit. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yes. Take care. I can't wait to hear about the next one. Thank you. You too. Thanks for joining us. I hope you take a second to give us a review or a couple of stars on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll be here again next Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting. Interesting.